1: Hi, this is Monique.
0: And this is Sydney.
1: And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's
0: Open Relationship.
2: Relationship.
1: It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends, how many of us have them? Mother and daughters, is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute.
2: It's no good unless it's open. (laughs) That's what's up.
1: All right, everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open relationship. And, 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 you know, the responses we've been getting, people have been saying, I can't believe y'all are talking about that. We really need to have these conversations, but I can't believe y'all are saying it out loud. So you know what, Daddy? We know it's working. Oh, okay. Well, then. It's working, dude. We know it's working because we talk about what? Everything. Everything. E-B.
2: E-B. E-B.
1: Everything. Everything. We talk about everything. I am Monique.
2: And I am Sydney.
1: And this is another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Now, the topic today that we are having, Daddy, you want me to tell them what the topic is?
2: Baby, that's what you
1: do. That's what I do. I'm a topic teller. Topic teller. I'm a topic teller. To okay? tell the topic. Today's topic is. What? Are you waiting on the Lord? Boom. Mm. Um, you want me to say it again? Say it. Are you are waiting on the Lord. The Lord? The Lord. Okay. Are you sitting back saying, I'm just going to wait on Jesus yeah. to handle this thing? Yeah. I'm just going to wait on the Lord to handle this thing. Are you that person? Are you. That sits back and want to give your responsibilities to the Lord and then wait on the Lord to fix it? Oh, Come, yeah. on Come on now, we're gonna talk about it today, we're gonna and talk about and I it. see the people that's coming through and and saying what they're saying because and 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 we spoke about uh, God and things in our last uh, podcast, <laughs> in the last podcast because we're starting to see a lot of things right now, baby, that's just not making sense. It's not making sense, and we getting so caught up in wait on Jesus, wait on the Lord, and it's like, well, what is your lazy ass <laughs> doing while you doing all this waiting on the
2: Jesus? At Briella Bella says the Lord time, the Lord's timing is a little off though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it says faith, you gotta go get it. These are just know the Lord help us to help ourselves. Come on now. So, praying let the, and let the, trusting. Let let the folks know how we, we got into this 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 conversation that we're having today.
1: Come on, Daddy, let him know how we got oh, into okay, it. Okay, then I
2: let him know. Let him know! A brother who we going to have on the show uh, goes by the name of Jeremiah Kamara. He is a independent documentarian filmmaker, and he had a film out that was called Contradictions, and we had the privilege of seeing it and had to connect with him. And in connecting with him had an opportunity, showed me a gentleman, and I may be saying his ro- name wrong. I believe it's Pastor Sam Evans. Tony. Tony Evans. That's why I love you, because you on. got that good memory. On, give me a kiss now oh, listen, oh, yeah. woman, oh, in oh, your oh, mouth, oh, now <laughs> listen. So, and I'm paraphrasing what that good brother said, but he was telling his congregation that they needed to be more dependent on Jesus. Come on. And less dependent on themselves. For the more dependent you are in Jesus, the better your life will be. And the more independent we become, the less prosperous and beneficial to ourselves that our life will be. I'm paraphrasing. I'm sure I'm not saying exactly like he said it. And it 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 took me aback. Tony, Tony Evans, Evans from Dallas. Dallas. Yes, that's what we're talking about, baby. And... When he said that, it made me say to myself, well, in ordinary life, when is it that we're ever supposed to be dependent upon anyone? Solely. And I oftentimes hear people say that the Lord and God, it lives within you. Come on. And... For all the praying that we do in our community, you say to yourself, as we're waiting on the Lord and we're dependent upon the Lord, why is it that we still are as impoverished, Mm. still are as undereducated, still... We're seeing the things that are transpiring with the police in our community and individuals get off, whether rightly so or not rightly so. We know of incidents where we definitively seen children in our community, men of our community, women of our community be beaten, be shot. And it was unnecessary. And when we look at the overall circumstance of people of color. We are responsible for being extremely ex, extremely involved in the church but not reaping those benefits that people are associating with waiting on the Lord. And we don't say these things to make people not go to church because, again, there are people out there that will tell you, I stopped smoking crack because I gave my life to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you— Feel that because you gave your life to the Lord that that made you stop smoking crack, then that's what it is. Because somebody else would could, would say that you made the decision to stop smoking crack and you decided that if you trusted in the Lord, that was going to make you stop. Someone could c- consider that much like when they give you a sugar pill, when you go to the doctors because you believe something is wrong with you. And now they've given you a religious placebo that allows you to believe that you're good based upon your belief. And this is not to say that you are or you are not, but it's to say that at some point while we are on our knees and we're praying and we're looking outward to the heavens for these blessings, that if God lives in you, maybe we should look inward for the blessings and be proactive and start doing things for ourselves and utilizing the talents that if you believe is Jesus, if you believe is the Lord, if you believe it's the Holy Ghost, then believe in yourself that those things are in you so you can be proactive and use the religion that you're practicing to your benefit as opposed to your detriment by simply waiting on the Lord.
1: Are you sitting there waiting on Jesus? Are you sitting there waiting on the Lord to send you a man? Are you sitting there waiting on Jesus to pay the electric bill? Are you sitting there waiting on the Lord so that your daughter won't be so smart in her damn mouth? Are you sitting there waiting on the Lord so you can stop selling your ass? Are you sitting there waiting on the Lord because you want steak instead of hot dogs? Are you sitting there waiting on the Lord? Do y'all hear this bullshit? Do y'all hear the bullshit? We wait on the Lord for a man. I'm going to wait for God to send me somebody. I'm a, it's like, y'all, this is just my humble opinion, Daddy, okay? Kick it. We've already been given it all. Now you want to wait for some more shit? You've already been given it. You've been given that thing called life. You've been given that thing called free will. But now I think that it allows us to have a crutch. And we'll sit back and say, I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to wait on the Lord, so I'm not going to fix my attitude. I'm not going to fix my appearance. I'm just going to wait on the Lord.
2: I'm not going fi- to fix my social situation and set of circumstances by being proactive because we suffer from the three L's in the African-American community. That is the Lord, liquor, and the lotto. Mm. And, Come on. and all three of them, the Lord, we believe is going to save us. And that is our religious way out. The liquor is when it don't come through and the backup plan is the lotto just in case the liquor and the Lord fails to come through for us. And we do it all again Monday.
1: I just have to read the status from the brother Samuel Woods. He said, you don't believe that God blesses you with good people. I'm trying to understand what you guys are saying so that we really so that I'm clear about what I'm saying. I believe the universe sends to you what you put out there. That's what I believe. I don't believe that God, Almighty God blessed me with Sydney because there are so many goddamn people on this earth. Do I think I'm so goddamn special that he just took time out for me or it or whatever it is? So no sake yo, I don't believe God blessed me with Sydney. I
2: do believe universally Sydney and I connected together. That's that, what I do believe. And with that being said because none of us know Truthfully, what does God mean to you? And what God means to you may mean something else to someone else. Mm -hmm. However, in the way in which we talk about God, I believe we hit on it a little bit last week. But if we were to reverse engineer who we are as people. And when you say at living again, have a great day. Don't be fearful of something that goes against what you hear because When you have to walk away, it's because it appears as if you're afraid of what you may hear because it may change your mind. When you are strong in your belief, you can stand strong and listen to anything because your return is so strong. And based upon what we believe to be God, when we look at ourselves, there's nothing. The very definition speaks to it in itself, which is energy. We are made up of this thing called energy. And if the things and the people from the times of antiquity who describe people coming down or beings coming down in ships and they refer to them as gods, energy would have been the creator of that. And we are a part of that energy. And when we say we are made in God's image, we oftentimes get caught up in the outer characteristics But nothing can be created without energy being exuded towards that thing happening. The very Big Bang Theory that people talk about, the essence of life that had to go into that ball to create that explosion, you needed energy in order for that to take place, just like we need energy to propel our bodies and to keep us moving. And this is the reason why we're so much into the vibes that someone gives off, because energy can beget energy. Energy can make someone <laughs> con- connected to you. Begat. Okay, daddy. I don't okay, say my daddy said begat, begat. begat. now. Begat. Be begat. I seen Tommy on Martin and he was saying begat. So I said, let me throw begat, begat in there. In it. Begat so it. If your energy is good, what type of energy do you think you can attract? Yeah, if your energy is not good, what type of energy can you attract? And I've seen people who were into the church. And they could tell you every passage, Exodus, Genesis, <laughs> and then they sometimes would get ridiculous. And somebody who doesn't frequent church much at all, but their attitude, their energy is that of happiness. So what does that have to do with God? I don't know because it's not about God. It's about That God that's supposed to be in you more so than that God that's on the outside that you're praying to.
1: You know, someone wrote, do we think religion was brought about to control people? And here's what I find interesting. For some of the godly people and the holy people, even the ones that's in here right now saying, oh, I got to exit. Oh, this is too much. If you affirm in what you believe in, it's like let's have an open and honest conversation because you may say something that I'm unaware of or I may say something that you're unaware of. And when you start hearing people say, oh, well, that's just ungodly, then you start saying, and you are.
2: Love, Miss J. Stop making people believe in your universe and your God. See, here's the beautiful thing about it. We're not trying to convince you not to believe in Jesus. We're not trying to convince you to believe in what we're trying to believe. We're not trying to convince you to come to the church of truth or the church of this or the church of that. What we're trying to convince you of is Had you ever considered not waiting on something to save you and you start saving yourself?
1: Oh, now, Sekio, we would love to have you on the show, baby. We're trying to get it set up so that we can have guests on because what happens is, and we would love to have open and honest dialogue with you because something that you're believing in and following, if I ask you where it originated from, could you tell me? If I asked you where the words, Lord, have mercy on my soul, if I said to you, where does that come from? Could you tell me if I asked you, the Lord Jesus is my savior, where does that come from? So we as Africans, if we do our homework and we find out our history, that was something that was beaten into us, brother. When we came over here, we didn't come over here. We knew nothing of Christianity. We knew nothing of a white God with blonde hair and blue eyes. That was beaten us. Into us. So when you really know where you come from and what you're made of, you will stop peddling, in my humble opinion, a God that was beaten into you. And then you look at us and you say, oh, how could y'all say those things? That's so ungodly. But we look at you and we say, just know where you come from and what you're made of. And then you may realize the God that you're praising is actually inside of you. If you look hard enough, it's inside of you. So, again, when people say, oh, Monique, you don't think it was God that brought you and Sydney together? Let me be clear. No. No. It was the energy of who we are that brought us together. Because, in my humble opinion, if that God does exist, you know what? I don't want to put nothing else on his plate. Don't you think he got enough shit on his plate? I don't want to put nothing else on God's plate. Bam. Oh, God, could you help
2: me and Sydney? Oh, God, could you get this tax loan taken care of? Oh, God. As opposed to being thankful. And again, I don't want to make it seem like we're saying to anyone, don't believe in what it is that you believe in. However, in your belief, are you doing the best that you can for yourself as opposed to waiting for someone to help you out. Because under the beliefs that we have, I can break bread with a Christian brother and listen to them talk about Jesus with respect. I can sit down and have someone who's an Islamic brother and break down about Muhammad and Allah and appreciate every drop of that conversation. I can sit down and talk to a Buddhist and appreciate them, someone who practices Hinduism, someone who is of the Zoroastrianism faith, I can sit down with all of those individuals and enjoy their company and appreciate them as human beings, whereby individuals from these different faiths are under the belief, some of them, that they can't sit down and go to someone else's church. See, I can go to your church. I can go to your temple. I can go anywhere and feel comfortable because whether it's Allah and you call Allah God or you call Jesus God or you call God by another name, if God is the creator, it's okay that that God has different names and that people praise them by different names. But when we get confrontational because people don't believe in the God that we believe in and the way in which we believe in it, like those brothers from the show, The Pastors, they, I, we saw them catch heat, catch heat, simply because they didn't fend off What we were discussing pertaining to our open relationship in a way that some Christians thought that they should and what these brave individuals are trying to do as pastors and we salute them and wish the best for their show are trying to do is show that despite the fact that we may be pastors, despite the fact that we we may be trying to preach the word of God as we know it, we want to be flexible and realistic with the people in the world at large so we can all come together. Because if we start trying to demonize others who don't believe in what we believe, what we're saying is we don't want to bring them in. We're trying to rule by fear. And as Monique just said a moment ago, historically, when you look at where our belief in Christianity came from and our need to be in the church multiple times during the course of the week is because during slavery, that was the only place we could congregate together collectively that the master felt safe in us doing it because we were learning his religion that was taught to us using the chapters that Paul wrote about obeying your master. And they ran that parallel to the white slave master. If you look at us on our knees, There are pictures of us shackled, being beat for our life that encompasses the very way in which we pray. And that's why we're in fear of God to this day, because the fear has been beaten into us so much so that now we bought into it. Yes. And all we're saying is for those, because everyone who is of any specific faith is not fanatical, is not fanatical, it is is those particular individuals that believe. And when someone says, where do you get your info from? It's from reading something outside of the Bible. It's at looking at historical events. When you have, again, Caucasians that will say, we don't understand how black people serve a white God to the degree that they do and pray, because those are the very people that enslave them. When you have Caucasians that are saying that that have no skin in the game, you have to look at yourself. And again, we like to look at things romantically, like with Martin Luther King. We were watching a piece the other day where uh, I forgot her name. She was talking, and most people were under the impression that during uh, the, the 50s, when we were dealing with this, and 60s, when we were dealing with the segregation, that the churches were right there at the forefront there were only a few because a lot of the churches thought that you would be rocking the boat by trying to get freedom because we needed to wait for God to save us. Mm. And what we're saying is if God lives in you, then save yourself.
1: Okay, then save yourself. And, and someone keeps speaking, why are y'all trying to make this God versus the universe? We're not making this God versus anyone. We're not making it versus anyone. We're simply saying, let's try to look at it from another perspective. What you get from it is what you get. You may get absolutely nothing and you may walk away and say, you know what? I still worship the God I want to worship. I want to, w- if it makes you a beautiful person, then bitch, worship it. If it makes you a beautiful person, if it makes you a beautiful wife, if it makes you a beautiful mother, if it makes you a wonderful person to work with, then damn it, do it. But oftentimes, I can't say all the time because it's unfair, oftentimes some of them Bible-toting sisters, you're toting the Bible so much that you're unlikable. You told the Bible so much, don't nobody want your ass to come around. Because, oh, I can't do nothing. I can't sip no wine. I can't wear my skirt too short. I can't wear no red lipstick. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And your man is looking at you like, God damn it, can I just have a wife that's not so goddamn holy? Please. Can she take the L-Y off? And just be a hoe for me every once in a while. Every once in a while. In the name of Jesus. That's all we're saying. That's it. Because I'll see some of the sisters. I'll see some of y'all with my own eyes. And you're so caught up in religion, you can't even love your family. You're so caught up in it. And I've talked to some of the daughters that would... Daughters to mothers that were so caught in church, and they'll say, I couldn't wait to get away from my mother because I couldn't live and I couldn't breathe because everything I did was against God. If I listen to music, it was against God. If I liked a boy at 14, it was against God.
2: Well, at 14, our bodies do what they do. Don't nothing stop. I don't drink wine because it's against God, but at the Last Supper, you see paintings of Jesus up there with a gold with chalice. A, with a, with with a cocktail. Come on, with a cocktail. And I believe they had Reefer. Now, now I believe that they had reefer. Well, and it says clearly in the Bible that I've given you all the seed bearing plants to use as meat. I believe that's Genesis 25, something like that. Come on now. So all that being said, it's like when you hear the description of Jesus, and and, and let's let's go in on it a little bit more. See, what happens is in the very individuals that believe in Jesus oftentimes make Jesus sound more horrendous than Jesus' love. If Jesus' love, as it's been said, which is something that I would want to believe, which is I want to say, when I... I see and read the story about Jesus, Jesus sounds like somebody you could kick it with and be real with, and he ain't tripping off of you in the manner that the people who follow him are tripping because you say to yourself, God is love. So does it sound like that is a loving thing when you hear the story about Adam and Eve and you hear about that God threw Satan down, put Adam and Eve brand new into the game, in the woods with just ass out, buck naked, okay? Now, Satan been around for millenniums, millenniums, came down, didn't tell them, hey, listen, while you down in, besides not eating from the tree of knowledge, what I'm gonna need you to do is watch out for Satan because, see, he's a tricky one, mm. and he'll try to get you, okay? Mm. Nothing was said about Satan, but Satan came and told him to eat off the tree. Then after that, Because they did that, everyone thereafter was condemned for the rest of life. Society was condemned because of what these two new individuals had done. When Cain killed Abel, then there's a mark being put on him by all the people around. Well, this is what I want to know. If Adam and Eve was the first, where did all the rest of the folks come from after Cain killed Abel? So there are some things that are not contradicting God. They contradict the individuals who wrote the story about God. And they're just human beings. So we're not speaking anything about God because the truth is we're having to rely on what was written down prior to our existence. And oh, by the way, the very template that was created to give people the prosperities and the teaching of it was rewritten. It was rewritten. It was revised after all that long-ass work, 50 years after Jesus died, then they're going to start on it. Then it's going to take 200, 250 years, and then somebody going to rewrite it. How dare they? What happened? What happened? What happened? The first version was closer to Jesus than the second version. How did the people who were more distant from Jesus get the right story about him when the people who started the story 50 years after? Now think about it. They're going to write a story about you. Then answer it Answer it for us brother If you can answer, if you can answer it, answer take it It's one of those things where There's always an answer Can you answer why with all the praying That goes on All the churches that go on In our inner cities Can you also tell us Why we are Underachievers collectively And we waiting on the Lord Tell me that
1: And here's the thing, Brother Ellis, when you say, why don't we just say we're atheists and you'll have respect for that, we're not saying we're anything. What we are is love. That's it. What we are is love. With no labels, no titles, I don't want to belong to a group. I don't want to belong to the Christmas club. I don't want to belong to the gang. I want to belong to love. So that way, in belonging to love, I don't need to look at anybody with disdain and say, I can't believe you don't believe like I believe. Do you just have love? If you just have love, believe whatever the hell you want to believe. Then someone says, well, what are you going to do when you're burning in hell because you didn't believe the word of God?
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: If you're in this room right now, baby, and you're saying, because we don't believe what you may believe, we're going to burn in hell. That's not a God I want to serve. And if that's the God that you serve that would send me to hell because I believe in love, but not in something that we really don't know what that is, then that's not a God I want to serve. And if that's the one you want to serve, then so be it. Because you have to ask yourself, if they say, for what you believe, no man is without sin, then if sin is sin, are we all going to burn in hell? If sin is sin, are you telling me that me and you're going to be neighbors? Because I know your ass ain't perfect. I know you walking around with some shit that's in your closet since you're so willing to crucify people and condemn them to hell. Tell me about your perfect walk.
2: And while we're at it, the disillusionment comes into play so much because they say repetition brings on retention. And because we see it every day, we don't pay attention to little things like If your child is killed by gang violence and a shooting, right, and they were shot and killed, to commemorate your child's death, would you get a diamond-plated gun put around your neck to wear? Mm. But Jesus died based upon what you said for everyone's sin, and you walk around with a cross around your neck. Does that really make sense? Does that really make sense? Now, your child got stabbed to death, and people ask you, why are you walking around with a knife around your neck? Because my child got stabbed to death, and I just want to show everybody <laughs> how. And nobody says, well, damn, I never thought about that. Why? Because you're not thinking about the religion that we are practicing is the religion that was given to us by the people who had enslaved us. Look at Roots. Roots. Look at Roots, where Kunta Kente is on his knees, because you corrected me. Right, Daddy. Kunta Kente was on his knees. All fours. All fours. Mm -hmm. Praying down. Much like in the way where you see people of the Islamic faith praying. Yes. And Fiddler told him to get your ass up off that floor, nigga. You don't want to see, let the white man see you praying like that. You pray to Jesus. Okay? Okay. Well, why do you think that is? What the subliminal message that was there, if you were paying attention to, is you must lose your religion and adopt ours if you want to survive. If you look and do your history, a regular slave who did not believe in Jesus was treated differently than one who did. So it became a survival mechanism, a defense mechanism allowing us to survive under the slave master's regime that. Throughout time became became a part of who we were So much so that we relied on Jesus And we stopped relying on ourselves And this is not to say don't rely We don't want you to d- adopt our attitude Unless it resonates with your spirit Then you're adopting the attitude that resonates with your spirit We're just providing open commentary for individuals Who whatever they want to do, do it with the understanding that as we say what we say, it's just humbly what we believe in, but we're not guaranteeing you that we're correct, but what we're saying is everything in us allows us to interact with all of the individuals that are unable to, for some reason, be able to interact with one another. Here's what
1: I find interesting, Daddy, and here's what I find interesting about all of you that's in here speaking about... God this and God that and God this. You haven't answered some questions. If the God is Almighty that we've been taught is Almighty, why is our communities in the, in the despair that they're in and getting far worse? Why is our educational system in the despair that it's in and getting far worse? Why, when you go to our communities, there's a liquor store on one corner and a church on another one? Why is that? So when y'all get in here and y'all talk about God, this, God, this, God, that, God, this, I respect it. I do. But I'll ask you, Sekio, I'll ask you individually, what are you doing for the community at large? Are you going in there praying to them about God or are you putting a broom and a dustpan in your hand and saying, let's make it different? When you go visit our elderly, are you going in there praying to them about God, or are you rubbing their feet because they haven't been touched in goddamn years? See, I get,
2: for me, I get passionate about it because I hear y'all speaking all this God shit. I hear it. And listen, it says, read Psalms 91, and you'll know, Monique, about the Lord is my salvation. My grandmother used to have me read it, and here's the thing. The words in the Bible are a beautiful thing when you look at the Proverbs. They're beautiful. However, can individuals be beautiful individuals because their morality, their human decency, their humanity is of such where it says, simply put, I'm going to treat others in the way in which I want to be treated. Mm. Can you still appreciate a relationship and need not know what the religion of that individual is to be able to get along with them? Because whether it's our community or the community at large, We're so busy trying to be the best. Uh, uh, This is the greatest country in the world. Uh, God bless America. And when we're really being thoughtful and universally mindful, we will say, let's have the greatest world on this earth that we can possibly have. Because everybody in the United States of America, it's a It's being it's comprised of people from all around the world, the most remote parts of Africa, the Aborigines of Australia, Asians, Russians, Europeans. It it's, if there was folks from Antarctica, their asses would be here too. <laughs> so they got polar bears that's in the zoo, okay? So the reality is we are comprised from people from all around the world, but yet we want to separate ourselves and say that we're the best based upon the fact that we are on this geographic location called the North, Hemis- uh, North America and as opposed to saying to ourselves, how can we get along with one another? How can we save ourselves? Mm. How can we revitalize our communities? And if Jesus is helping you be motivated to do what you need to do, beautiful. But how can we practice our religion without imposing and saying you're going to hell or feeling the need to threaten people because the very threats that you are offering up are the very threats that we were offered collectively 400 years ago when we were being taught to learn this religion called Christianity.
1: Sister, when you say you can't save yourself, when you say you can't save yourself, now let's get real, real, real with it. See when you watch a lot of church programs You see a lot of black women in there You see a lot of overweight black women in there You see a lot of depressed sisters in there So when you say you can't save yourself There's a lot of people that feel just like that I can't save myself So why should I pay attention to me? Why should I take care of my health? Why should I go get mental health therapy if that's required? Why should I learn how to really love my man? Why should I really learn how to challenge in and focus in on my children? Because I... I can't save myself. And if I believe that and I take that to bed with me every night and I say, I can't save myself. Can you imagine what we're pouring into our children? When you tell your child you can't save you, you've got to wait on God to do it. So therefore that child then grows up as you did waiting for someone else to be accountable for your shit. So at what point do you take accountability for you? Instead of I'm going to wait on Jesus, don't you think that the Jesus you believe has done enough? Don't you think you've been given enough? So now your greedy ass wants some more? Now I'm going to keep on waiting? So what if every person around this earth said, I'm going to wait on Jesus? Well, do you think Jesus would say, God damn, can I have some time?
2: Can I have some time with my family?
1: spend some time with Mary Magdalene? Because she does nice things for me nice things she does good things for me. but no, what we'll do is we will want to put all of the responsibility on what we've been taught to put the responsibility on and I want to ask all of you that's in here right now and you saying you got to wait on Jesus tell me about the happiness. tell me in your life, in your <laughs> space are you fulfilled? Because you'll find that when you're fulfilled and when you're happy, you don't start putting your focus on other people's beliefs and what they believe. You happy in your space. And then you look at them and say, baby, if you happy in your space, I'm happy in my space. If we should get our space together, what's that going to be? A happy space. But we sometimes get so caught in religion, you feel like you can't have a happy space. And our happy space, because we're listening to different kind of music. And when you
2: say you're teaching false doctrine. We're not trying to teach any doctrine at all. What we're saying to you is be reasonable, be sensible, be logical. You want to say it's your faith. And we're saying there's nothing wrong with you having your faith, but you must introduce logic into it because you can sit there and pray for a miracle and you will be sitting there praying for that miracle. Some people will have positive stories about what happened. And as I shared last week, Um, For those that may not have heard, we were watching an interview with Wolf Blitzer, whereby in this particular community, all the houses except for one were destroyed. And Wolf Blitzer said to the lady, she said, hey, I know you have to thank God for your house being saved. And she looked at Wolf and said, actually, I'm an atheist. Now, some would say. If your God operates in the way that you say your God does because you're making your God more closed minded, than he's representing to the universe or he's representing because that woman who was the atheist. Why ever would she have been spared if she didn't believe and she's going to be condemned to hell? Mm -hmm. Why would she be spared based upon what you're saying, Mm -hmm. based upon what you're saying? And the reality is this. We're saying, Your God, your God, we believe, based upon what's written, sounds a lot more flexible than you're making him sound. If you look at the way life is, where it appears that if all the praying was to help, we keep going back to why is the situation what it is? But why is it those individuals that were in that community that their parents said, You can be more? But this is what you're going to have to do. And they decided they weren't going to stay out as late and they were going to focus in on their books or they were going to focus in on their uh, uh, sports or they were going to focus in on whatever it was that they focused in on. And at the end of the day, they made it out. But they went back and they saw all the friends who were still praying, but they never put that potential energy in the kinetic use. Does that say that maybe we need to put forth the energy and not just pray about it? Because really, at the end of the day, that's all we're saying. And to try to reduce our judgment, because, again, who are we to tell you that you shouldn't pray to the God that you pray, but to turn around and tell folks that if you don't pray to our God, you're going to hell. That's like telling somebody who is not a part of your club that you're going to be kicked out other club that you was never a part of in the first place.
1: You know, too, and I want to address something because I have people that have their, their screen name is Prophet Prophet Young. I think that's the screen name on here. And he's saying, Monique, after all God has done for you, how could you speak like that? Let me be clear about what I'm speaking. The universe has taken very good care of me. And you get back what you put out. And that's how I'll address that. You get back what you put out. And not only that, you got to work your ass off to get it. So when you say all that God has given to me, I'm grateful for what I've been given, baby. But you wasn't aware of all those hours I put in on the road in my Ford Festiva with four Gears and AM radio driving across this country making $50. You're not aware of that. So when you start talking about all the blessings I've been given and how could I turn my back on God, see, you can speak of it because you don't know me. And all you see is, oh, wow, you had a TV show, you had this, you had that, but you didn't see all the years that came before that.
2: And who's to say that God is a man? Because God was thoughtful enough to create man and woman, but this is something that man has embedded in the minds of man and womankind, that God is the one, God is a man. If God was a man, they wouldn't be cows. They would just be hamburgers. (laughs) Because... (laughs) <laughs> he gonna skip to the point It's like we don't need cows it, it's a a, it wouldn't be all these flowers There's this feminine aspect Of the the, the world There's that yin and yang So to, just to say God is just a man Is to limit him Is to belittle that higher being By saying that's what it is But we can't say that You're wrong And can't blame you because this is what's been taught For 400 years It takes yes. 30 days to form a habit, and it's been ingrained in us for 400 years, which is why it's difficult for some to have that conversation because you begin to be backed into a wall and unable to answer the real questions, and you revert back to a a, a proverb, which sounds great, but it was written by a man. Remember, the Bible was inspired by God, allegedly. I want to take—you should ask these pastors— Take a lie detector test to see Mm. that God called you to preach. I want to see how many of them pass, that God called you to do this, or was it the spirit that was in you? Perhaps the spirit and the energy of that higher being that you may refer to as God, which may have called you, but God, came and told you specifically and also the other thousands of people that said that they was called to preach. Now, okay. Daddy, that's something. Okay, but they they, they they did that but didn't tell you how to help get your people out of the turmoil that they're in and or yourself. When you hear stories about individuals that were in the church that were committed to tithing for years and years and then they fell on hard times, well, where was Jesus for them? They gave that 10%. Come on. Where was Jesus? And then where was the church? Because when they looked at their books and they came back and came to the church and asked for help, the books, they couldn't find what they gave. Or they gave them a hundred and some odd dollars to help them out, but they had given thousands over the years. See, people need $65 million just to fly around and give the word of God. And what I say is this is not indicative of every church This is not indicative of every Christian because to say all is to commit the same uh, 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 fallacy that has been put on people of color, people that were white, people that are of all nationalities, on women and men when we just make blanket statements. These are for those who know what we're talking about. These are for those that are trying to impose their will on others. That's what we're talking about.
1: And again, Daddy, when you have that's
2: people. That's pimping at King 1062. That's pimping.
1: Come on. When you have people that keep saying things like, and Sekio, I'm going dress you. When you keep saying things, who gave you your power, Mo? Who gave you this? Who gave you that? Well, listen. If, if I was to lay down tonight and decide, you know what? Tomorrow morning, I'm going to stay in the bed. And I'm going to wait for the power of God. I'm going to need you to pull me up. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to need you to pull me up. I'm going to need you to walk me to the bathroom. I'm going to need you to get ready. Here's the thing. You know who gave me the power to do that, Sekio? I did. And I'm grateful for the universe for giving me the energy to be able to do that. I'm grateful for that. But when you start saying, y'all talking wrong about this and y'all talking wrong about that and this, this, and this, that, brother, listen, that makes me scared to even come to your church. Because what you're saying to people is if you don't do it this way, you're condemned to hell. Again, me and my daddy ain't said nobody's condemned to hell. Nobody ain't condemned to hell. Whatever you believe... Believe it. But what we're running into is, and we keep asking the question, especially for our black pastors and our black communities with these huge flocks of people. When you walk out the church and you go to your car and you drive through the neighborhood, you're seeing ran down buildings. You're seeing junkies by the dozens. You're seeing prostitutes. You're seeing mamas out there that can't feed their babies. What are we doing? What are we doing? Or because they might not believe in Christ, do we walk away from them? Because they might have not have the blood of Jesus on them. Do we look our noses down to them? Now, I don't know the Bible, but the little bit of shit I do know from somebody telling me, they said that cat named Jesus got to kicking shit over when he went up in the church house because they wasn't treating people right. And he hung out with the lepers, the dope dealers, the hoes. He hung out with the people that y'all righteous Christians you throw away. So that's the thing when we say, believe what you want to believe, but just have enough love in your heart to say, I'm going to love you because you're my fellow man. I'm going to love you because you're my fellow man, not with no label on it, because what we keep running into is people that want to speak about it and they want to say, y'all are condemned to hell. Who told you that? Who told you that, baby? Because if I open up your closet and I start saying the shit that's falling out, let me tell you something. What I'm not going to do is condemn you to hell. Because I know I got some shit with me, too. That's right. So what I am going to say is, Ace hey, sis, let's have a conversation about it. So you ain't taking this shit around, having resentment in your heart. You ain't beating yourself up. Let's talk about it in the real. Let's for a minute take all the religion out of it. Let's talk about it in the real. Why did you get on drugs? Because you know what, Mo? I just couldn't take the pressures of life. Why did you leave your children? Because you know what, Mo? I just couldn't take it, and I wasn't cut out to be a mama. We ain't talking about no religion. We're talking about real mm-hmm. talk so that when me and that sister walk away from each other, we can wrap our arms around each other and say, baby, keep your head up and get into tomorrow. It's going to be okay. But the moment you start put, listen, wait on Jesus. Now you see her next year, and she's still in the same goddamn position.
2: And again, listen to what's being said. This is not condemning Jesus. It's saying, listen, maybe we should think about giving Jesus a break and start doing things on our own, Mm. because if that higher being is always trying to answer something for us, when do we become self-sufficient so something can be done for others? So something can be done for others. And when we see someone had made the comment, You're talking about a preacher getting their jet. No one says anything about a celebrity getting their jet. The difference is the celebrity didn't ask the people to give them the money that was going to get them their jet. Come on. But the preacher did. And the preacher has people in their congregation that can't pay their light bill. The celebrity is not asking someone, can you give me your money and refuse to pay your bills and refuse to take care of your responsibilities and tired to get the, the prayer package, to get the <laughs> $50 <laughs> prayer package, to get the prayer package. Package with the red cloth or the red river of that's blood of Jesus is on it. It's like, do you want the blood of Jesus on you? Would you want the blood of anyone on you? For real, think about it. The blood of Jesus, but it speaks to the psychosis which has been embedded in our minds that we say things that we really wouldn't want. If you met Jesus, you would begin to question. If it was even him, because you ain't even going to believe it if you saw you won't. And let me say this to you, Sekio, so that
1: I'm clear, because, see, one thing you put in, you said, y'all call me about your issues. Then another thing you put in, you said, hey, Mo, call me up because I can advise you if you just listen. Let me be clear with you, Sekio. And this is the problem in our black community. I don't need no black man to advise me about a goddamn thing. I have a husband named Sidney Hicks. And sisters, we keep on depending on these black men standing in front of us, giving us their perception on what they think it is. Then we take it home to our men and we begin to quote another man to our husbands. And that's why a lot of our our relationships fall apart. So sake of your words, let me be clear with you, brother. I don't need you to advise me on anything.
2: And the key is you're tuning in to what we're sharing. We're not saying that we're advising you. We're just having open conversation and an exchange of ideas. The Sagittarian fire in my wife okay, that, is what God, she's going to spit fire. Well. No. She's going to spit fire. She's going to spit fire. But the reality is <laughs> I appreciate your response because I know what you're saying. You're giving it to us because it's out of love. What we're saying is. Based upon the love that you have Based upon the love that you have Love yourself enough To check out the history Of where you got that love from And go outside Because see you got to go outside of the Bible To find out the origins of it And you'll be faced with a, a dilemma That dilemma will be Do I go on Or do I start believing in myself With the understanding that That higher being gave me the ability to do whatever it is that I need to do. And out of humility, it's okay to give thanks to a higher being, and you say it wasn't me. But when we begin to say and start preaching the fire and brimstone and people going to hell and all of these things, who have you talked to? Because we always hear about, that was Satan that did that. That shooting right there, that was Satan. (laughs) When the last time any of y'all saw Satan? And when was the last time any of you saw God? And interestingly enough, I was speaking to Brother Jeremiah, my man, the filmmaker. And he says, you know, it was a lady. I I was working on a car for her and she had some difficulties with it. And I went and I got the parts because she was an older lady and I wanted to make sure that she was good. And after I fixed her car, she said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And ironically, never told me thank you once.
0: Mm. And I'm
2: the one who got Mm. all the shit for her. I say that to say that while we're thanking that higher being, that higher being may have put these people around you so you can thank them. It's all right to give that praise, but when we offer up these things out of fear, because if you notice... Not only did we not say nothing about your mama, come on, but we also didn't say anything about the retribution, the problems that you're gonna <laughs> have if you don't believe what we believe. Other than there are problems that are systemic to our to our environment that have started back 400 years ago and progressively have not gotten better. There are people who are financial. Up uh, there, economists, and I can't call the gentleman's name who said from 400 years ago when there were approximately 240-some-odd thousand free people and approximately 4 million slaves, there we owned exactly one-half of 1% of America's wealth. 400 years later, when there are millions of us and we're all free in quotes, we own exactly one-half of 1% of of America's wealth. What Oprah done did and what Tyler done did don't even bump us up God damn it. to 1%. And you know with the tax lien we got, that probably brought and our shit a little bit we were back apologized. further. It's okay? So that yeah. being the case, what we're saying is, listen, we ain't trying to knock nobody because the average fool, the average person, the average human is not going to be open enough to say They got a tax lien. But we saying we got to be open enough to have the real conversations, even if it doesn't make us look favorable, because what we want to do is we want to make our environment more favorable, not just the black community. Because if we are made up of energy, that means that before, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're Asian, we are literally all connected by this thing called energy. And if all of us were so fantastic, none of us would need the ground to walk on And because I need it, you need it, and so forth and so on, your belief is just as good as mine. I'm just saying we ain't trying to tell you and impose our beliefs on anybody. We ain't saying join up with the Monique and Sydney club. What we're saying is join up with the club of self-sufficiency, of of Mm. self-belief, of encouragement to others. And in your belief, while you're believing in Jesus, believe that Jesus has given you the thing that you need to be and have the best life you can possibly have. If that's what you believe and never believe in anything that we're saying, we're saying we're winning together. We're winning together. And then you say,
1: how do you come back from that? When folks say, let's win together, let's win together. Because with everything that is going on, and y'all are being these warriors for Jesus, but that's all you being. Not a warrior for your community. Not a warrior for your family. Not a warrior in your friendships. I'm going to be a warrior for Jesus. Jesus don't need your help, baby. Your help ain't needed because that entity, what you believe, has been around far longer than you and has gotten by okay without you being the warrior or the helpmate that you believe that's needed.
2: And, Gemini, when we call these folks dumb and hating and so forth, they're actually not dumb and they're not hating. They're distributing their love in a way that can be construed as hateful. But when you really believe in what you believe— then the responsibility is on you Mm -hmm. to be able to control your temperament and your tone and response and to be able to appreciate their views despite the fact that they don't agree with what you're saying because there was a time in my life that I would have believed just like they believed, based upon everything that I was told and I didn't come to what I came to until the information was provided to me at that time And I was able to see what it was, not what it was that I heard. So the most difficult thing is to have that open mind because, remember, the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. Come on. And when you have individuals that are presented with the truth but they choose not to look at it in that particular way and they want to go to words that are in a book that they don't know who the author is, Paul wrote it, John wrote it, John who? John 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 who Kings Samuels Philippians if you look at how important women are in our society but how unimportant they look to be in the Bible overall who would have a reason for making men look powerful but women not powerful Mm. would that be men by any chance don't you understand when you do your history that before that was Adam and Eve there was Lilith and Eve who Lilith was powerful, but they didn't want that to be in the book. Why? Why are there so many books that weren't in the Bible? Why? Why? They're even, and I dare not go here, but I must because I be. I guess I just can't help myself. But when we listen to, to stories about that higher being that we call Jesus and God, what's interesting is there are references that make, that very being God, an extraterrestrial.
1: Mm, Wait a minute, Daddy.
2: Yeah, an extraterrestrial, which is someone who is not from this earth. And I've said this story before, but I must say it again for those who may not have heard. There was a time when our family lived in Calabasas, California, and my aunt and my mother came out to visit us. And I said to my mom, and my Aunt Dolores, I said, well, tonight you'll probably get a chance with, to see what we see on a regular basis, which are UFOs. Now, you know, the rumor is only white people in the country see UFOs. So, <laughs> okay, you know, and old Pope da, 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 th- that's all they see. <laughs> so we were waiting on it that night. And as luck would have it, nothing took place. So as we were walking up the steps and I said aloud to the sky, come on, guys, show us what you show us on a regular basis. And about 10 to 15 seconds went by and directly above us came this white light. Mm -hmm. And then it came from like a little pinpoint to a large circle. And then it began to zigzag off Mm -hmm. into the distance and disappear right before our eyes. My mother, who was a relatively calm person, and I believe I've acquired a bit of her demeanor. Yes, she had. She began to jump up and down to the degree if there was a rim in front of her, she would have dunked the ball, okay? She would have dunked that shit. I didn't know my moms had them type of hops the way she was jumping. And everybody was looking. 24 hours went by. And the next morning we walked into I walked into the kitchen where my aunt, my mother were, and I were, and I said, What did you think about last night? And she had reduced last night to it was must have been a planet that did that. And my aunt stopped and said, Pauline, don't do that. Don't do it. Ain't no planet gonna appear above you and then fly off. See, if that story was in the Bible, which there are stories similar to them in the Bible, they would refer to that as a miraculous event. I won't say that that's what it was, but what I will say is, as I said to my mom, and with that being said, completely understand, don't you find it ironic that you believe a story that was written thousands of years ago? But don't believe what you saw with your own eyes. Mm. It's that kind of conditioning. And maybe it was a flying monkey, Eddie. (laughs) Perhaps it was a flying monkey, Eddie. And and if it was, let me tell you, they're the most clever monkeys that I ever seen because they obviously have a pilot's license. (laughs) Because when they flew off and disappeared, that took me somewhere else where you're saying, okay. That's called interdimensional travel. So some of the things that we're discussing here, it's outlandish. It's ridiculous. Monique and I are weirdos. You got to know that first. Yeah, but we're only telling you what our weird eyes are showing us.:
1: And you know, daddy, this is why. I always say, I totally appreciate this podcast. Because it allows us with no restrictions to express how we really feel. And to any of you out there that may have been listening to me and you took what I was saying as anger, please know by no means am I angry because I'm laughing all the way through it. I'm just passionate.
2: You were a little mad at I, uh, You were mad to take well, a little
1: it, bit. You, I wasn't you, 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 w- w- mad. That, you felt, I was mad you, with that nigga. You, you were at Baltimore on him. I'm tell you what happened with it, tell yo, tell Because me. what happens is oftentimes when you do see these churches— And you see these brothers standing in front of us and they're telling us all what we need to do and how we need to do it. And this brother sees me sitting next to my husband and the audacity of you to then say, Monique, call me so I can help you with your issues. Monique, call me so I can give you the word. Brother, do you see me sitting here with my husband? So it wasn't anger that was coming from me. It was almost like behave yourself, boy. Behave yourself. So what came for me was that old southern woman down in deep south in Tuscaloosa sitting on a porch telling his ass to calm down because, again, not even realizing how disrespectful that is. Not even realizing, sisters, when we go up in these churches and we hear these men say to us, and when you go home, you say this and you say that, and if if your man ain't this and your man ain't that, that ain't a man for you. Do you know how many marriages have fallen apart? Because the husband didn't go to church, but the wife did. Do you know how many marriages have fallen apart and now mommy and daddy ain't together and we got kids and the mother's trying to justify to them children in the name of Jesus? But now there's no leader in the household to lead our families, to nurture us to the place where we need to get. So again, my sweet babies, it is not anger. It is really a whole bunch of love and a whole bunch of passion because when I go into these cities and we drive through these neighborhoods and I see the destruction of us, but I damn sure see a church on every corner and I damn sure see the liquor store right across the street, but then we still talking about we waiting on the Savior and like my daddy said at what point do we say we've got to save ourselves so i'm appreciative of this podcast because what this podcast is allowing us to do is to have open and honest conversation and even though those of you who want to get in here and you want to say nasty things there was a time baby i'd have called you all kind of bitches and said things to you but i'm trying to grow too not in christ i'm trying to grow in love i'm trying to grow in maturity I'm trying to grow into my womanhood, and I ain't putting that responsibility on nobody else but Monique. I can't put it on my husband. I can't put it on my friends. I can't put it on Christ. It's just me. So let's take the time out to deal with what, Daddy? Just us.
2: Just us and love, which stands for, in our book, Letting Our Vibrations Evolve. Mm. And what is vibrations? What are they? That's energy. So we let our vibrations evolve and we learn how to accept others for who they are Just see how things go for you. But with that being said, we are at the end.
1: We are at the of our end, show. Daddy. And um, next weekend, uh, August, first weekend in August, we're going to be at the Stardome in Birmingham, Alabama, August 5th and 6th. So, baby, if you all down there and you want to get your laugh on, come on and let's laugh till we can't laugh no more.
2: Take, a, take us home, baby.
1: Like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute.
2: Well, wait a minute. What, let, let's back up. Okay. Let's let them know who they was tuning into before we say goodbye. Thank okay, y'all for tuning it? in to motherfucking Monique and Sydney's open relationship. Out of here, gangster click. Pimp trip, gangster click. What shit. Okay, and let's dad. get it right. There. Go ahead, right, get it right dad. now. Go ahead. My
1: name is Monique.
2: And I'm Sydney.
1: And you've tuned into Monique and Sydney's open relationship. And like my daddy always says,
2: the mind is like a parachute. <laughs> it's no good unless it's open. We love y'all <laughs> for free.
0: Very booyah. Booyah.